Hello there. Welcome to the Yummy Factor, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the mesmerizing world of filming food commercials. I'm Xander, food and tabletop director, and I'll be sitting down with the true masters of the craft, including directors, food stylists, practical special effects wizards, and anyone involved in this crazy world to hopefully shed some light on what it takes to make food look absolutely mesmerizing on screen. Today, I'm talking to music composer Roman Fleischer, who ingeniously harnesses innovative technology, software, and crazy instruments to break free from creative constraints when creating music for commercials, movies, and TV shows. Check out Roman's awesome work in the description below. And um, all right. Welcome, Roman, to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited. Thank you for having me. Normally, I talk to everyone who's involved in the visual part of making a commercial. And uh, you are the first person who is um, responsible for the sound part, the audio part of a commercial. And uh, well, Roman, you're a music composer. You do commercials. You've worked on several successful TV shows and movies here in Germany. And I'm super happy to be able to, to talk to you, my friend. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a happy surprise to get your call about this and I'm happy to, to do it. No, of course, Roman, I, I've known you like for several years now. I would say you're one of my best friends. You're very talented. And um, when I think it's going to be fun to talk to you because I know you're always on the forefront, not, not only on your philosophy of how you approach your work, but also you're always looking for things that make your music more, not necessarily innovative, but, but maybe the approach to, you know, get an end result. You know, mm -hmm. I, I know you're always like studying and learning and seeing, you know, what's, what is out there. And, um, but let me, let me start with, um, how did you come to fall in love with creating the mood and the sound and the music for, for a movie, TV show or a commercial? I think the, one of the most important things with uh, music and video is uh, to tell a story. So that's what we're trying to do. And the music plays a big role in that part. With the music, you can change and, and contrast what's going on in the, in the video, in the scenery and everything and make it either feel sad or horrific or happy with just a change of mood of the tones, uh, the tonality of the music that you're, you're doing. So it uh, plays a big, big part, I think. Uh, obviously, like what you're saying about contrast, which I, I find fascinating is that maybe you have a, a spot about like kids playing and they're laughing, but just by making this dark, melancholic tone, you're already telling the story of, okay, what is going to happen? Is this a flashback? Is, did somebody die? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You can, exactly, uh, you can foreshadow things that still haven't happened in the, in the movie or in the commercial and like uh, prepare the audience to, to something that's going to happen in the near future or not, or uh, trick them into thinking that something's going to happen in the end, something else happens. So, For me, it's really fun to, I really enjoy playing tricks on the minds of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's amazing. And, and, and I, 
I guess that that answers my question about, you know, why do you love doing this? And and obviously it's like using using music to mislead people. <laughs> yeah. It's, I guess it's almost like telling a joke. It's like a setup and then a punchline. It's kind of like yeah. romantic music and then somebody's head gets chopped off. Totally, totally. That's right. That's right. But um, my love uh, to music comes from from a very young age. And uh, when I discovered, when I was uh, studying, I had a teacher we had a, like an exercise that we had to make music for some, do you remember this TV channel? This, uh, well, at least in Latin America, it's called uh, Locomotion. Locomotion. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. Yeah, I remember that. So he had a contact with the people there and he got some videos so we could, you know, like put music to it and sound design. And um, I did that as an exercise and, and he came to me and said like, hey man, I think you have, you have something there. You have like a, a gift there. So I started, going into it deeper and deeper and deeper. And uh, yeah, that's how my, my career started, but I fell in love with it instantly. No, it's crazy. I remember Locomotion and just for whoever doesn't know, Locomotion was a channel in South America that were the first ones who were showing sort of experimental things, mostly experimental, experimental animation, cartoons, yeah. animation. Yeah. They were the first ones who were showing anime. Like I, I remember watching... Right. Neon Genesis Evangelion there. South Park was playing there. I would say it was the predecessor of Cartoon Network or something like that, no? Maybe not the predecessor. Maybe something like Adult Swim. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, Cartoon yeah, Network exactly. at night. They had Adult Swim, so they had like all these crazy cartoons and Locomotion was very much like that. Like you would turn on Locomotion at 10 p.m. and you would go like, what the fuck are these people doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's how it started. And... Uh, my my first um my first so to say instrument with which i did music for for this type of things was a uh, reason was the first thing that came out reason it's a it's a from a company called propeller heads uh-huh it's an app it's a do, it's kind of a, now it's a do, it's a digital audio work, workstation as well but it, it, before it was like a rack and you had like different instruments that you could load on it and you can turn around on your computer, you know, and you can patch the different instruments together and, you know, make, uh, but so, so it's a, it's a software. It's a software. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and was it a plugin or like its own? It's own, it's a standalone thing that you could, uh, load different instruments on it, mm -hmm. like uh, a loop player or a synthesizer or a sample player, and you can connect them together and add some effects and everything. And you can, you had like a timeline, a sequencer where you could sequence all the, all the things that you would create. It came with a lot of very organic samples already itself that you could morph and process into, mm -hmm. into new things that wouldn't, that you wouldn't recognize because it, of course, once that became very famous, you could hear reason everywhere. <laughs> you could hear it in every production and everything. So, oh, really? So did you have any any examples where where I could like go like, ah, oh, you remember that melody from blah blah blah? <laughs> uh, I mean, not concretely, but for sure, I remember that Bajo Fondo Tango Club. You know, the Santolasha project, the Tango project mm -hmm. from Santolasha. They they had some songs that I could hear like this. This drum loop is definitely from uh, reason. Yeah, this gotcha. synth is definitely from reason. But back then there were a lot of things that were coming out uh, with those samples. I guess it's kind of like in the 80s where everyone had the same Casio keyboard and you could exactly. like feel that the melody like 
whether it was Whitney Houston or, you know, whoever were doing a power ballad, they had like the same grand piano. Right. Yeah, or still sound like a string sounds, you know, but that's when the, when the creativity comes in, you know, when, when you can start like from those starting points, you can change and modify some parameters in order to make it your own, you know, like make mm-hmm. it, make your own sounds out of presets that those scenes come with. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely can see that, yeah, you, you, you love playing with these tools and gadgets that every time I come into your studio where you have all your toys, you have like this digital drum and could you maybe talk a little bit about how making music has changed in the past, maybe five to 10 years? <laughs> uh, well, I would start from nowadays and go back probably because I think nowadays almost anyone can just grab a computer and start making music. There are like MIDI packs that they sell with already like chord progressions that you can put into uh, into a sequencer assigned to a synthesizer. And from then on, like you just have half of your track done because those chord progressions work. And a chord progression is basically the chords that you want something that's happy or something that's sad or something that's melancholic. And it's just like a... Yeah, exactly. It's like a, four different chords together that already give you a structure of a... I don't want to say melody, but... Yeah, no, it's a, it's a harmony. It's a harmony that uh, progresses in time. You can mm-hmm. have it like, um, yeah, from two to whatever you want. A progression, yeah, exactly. It progresses in time and it moves uh, the, the voices of the, of the chords into making it whatever you, you wanna, want it to, to be, the, whatever emotion you want to, to transmit. So, uh, so if I, I come to you with like my latest commercial about, I don't know, flying vegetables and I say like, ah, Roman, I want to do like, I don't know, February 14th, that is around the corner like this. I want to make a very romantic piece where I want some romantic music. You could like <laughs> look for, okay, romantic, blah, blah, blah. And then it would give me a corporation. That's <laughs> for sure. For sure. They're, they're, yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, beca- it's become really accessible so to say, for everyone to, to make music. And it, I think it's a good thing at the same time, you know, because, you know, many people have a lot of things to, to express. Uh-huh. And sometimes before, earlier, you didn't have the tools. And now you can, if you trust your ear, you know, you can say, okay, this sounds like something that I would want to say. And then you start experimenting. Of course, it's never, you can never just uh, stick to the first, to your first guns, you know, yeah, you, you have to, to make it evolve and make it your own. But, uh, but I think that's good. That's a good thing. It's a good thing in the, in the evolution of things. I was, uh, just watching a documentary and, um, there's this famous thing that Steve Jobs said that computers are a bicycle for the mind, <laughs> you know, and what you're saying is exactly that is like, it's, it's not necessarily replacing the musician, but it's like a bicycle with very little F word you can already make so much that you can then package into, okay, it didn't take you a week. It took you like maybe three mouse clicks, but you had in your head, it was your taste, your knowledge, your library of all the movies you've watched, all the music you've listened to. Absolutely. And, and, and then you can get to a result much quicker because obviously there's a producer and a director and a client saying, (laughs) I need that till tomorrow. Yeah. Right. A deadline. huh? (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a good thing to start, Maybe, I don't know, accepting that we're sort of cyborgs, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
this uh, phone that I have in my hand, you know, the computer that I work with, there are extensions of my, of my mind, of my, you know, like tools that I use uh, day to day to, to make my life easier. And how do, how, how many real instruments do you still take in your hand? Yeah, well, I do, I do have uh, a few, how many, I wouldn't know, <laughs> a lot, like uh, 10, 12, but there are, there are some interests. I like, I'm really, I'm really in love with uh weird weird things weird hybrid instruments that mm-hmm. uh you know that, that that I don't know how to play and that I have to figure out how to get sound out of them and then how to get a sound that I like <laughs> and that's interesting for whatever projects do you have a do you have an example like what what is a weird instrument that you have to figure out how to play for example uh, there's one that was introduced to me by my colleague Tim with with whom I make uh, all the movies and series that I'm working on it's called Terra mm-hmm. oh wow what is that <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's a, it's a piece of wood that has a synthesizer in it and has for sensors sure. And you play it like with your, with your fingers, of course. And the, the sensitivity of each sensor is so huge that if you just barely touch it, you can already get a sound. But if you touch it deep enough, you will get an entirely different sound. And, um, and as you can see, well, people, the people that are listening to the podcast cannot see, but doesn't have like a, a screen or anything. So you never know what sound you will come up with. Is it, does it has a, have an acoustic element or is it a hundred percent digital? No, no, it's, it's a synthesizer. It's a synthesizer. Okay. But uh, you play it with your hands. Okay. It's, it's, it's like, it, it looks like a yeah. big chunk of, of wood. Of a tree, with- no? Of a tree, yeah, it's, it's kind yeah. of like if you took a, a big tree and you cut a stake out of that tree, yeah, and then it has a bunch of buttons, but it's not arranged like a normal keyboard. It, like, and I am sure you can arrange it however you want. Of like, if there's an octave here or drum beats or yeah, exactly, you can change the scales. You have like uh, twelve notes, which is uh, in the Western uh, music uh, officially mm-hmm. have twelve tone. Scale, yeah, twelve toes, but it also it's microtonal, so you can tune it into a microtonal scale. It's crazy. It's, it's really crazy. I still, I still haven't got all of it. Like, um, but I'm learning, and yeah, every day comes a new sound out of it. So yeah, I really like uh, weird, weird instruments, but mostly things that I have no idea how to how to play. So I, I have to learn, and yeah, that's uh, that's why I really love to to learn new things all day, every day. <laughs> What you just said is super interesting because on one hand, with two clicks, you have a chord progression. Um, you say, okay, I want something epic. I want something romantic. I want something melancholic. And then, you know, you have probably a list of chord progression that are proven because mm-hmm. our Western mind is trained to perceive certain chord progressions with a certain mood and a certain feeling. So that feels like very cookie cutter. And then you have this bananas crazy thing where you press buttons and you don't know what's going to come out of it. Exactly, exactly. And then you take these two worlds and create something completely new and completely fresh. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all for those um, happy accidents. <laughs> do, do you have a Do you have um, an example of where you were like like a project that you did lately with this thing where something happened that you know? Ah, oh, man, this. Is it like a good example? Uh, no, it's, this is uh, pretty recent that I, 
I got this instrument, so I think it's coming in the next uh, projects. But yeah. I have no no real example. It's weird. To, it's difficult to say because it just happens, and you have to be. I have to be recording all the time while I'm playing with it. Then I record maybe like thirty minutes of just improvisational uh, gibberish, and uh, and then from then I grab like a, a short piece that I will use, and then maybe over process with other plugins and uh, and effects to yeah to take it somewhere that I can that that's of use for the project or something like that. That's that's super interesting that approach that you just sit down and you just kind of like. If, to make an analogy with drawing, maybe like you take a pencil and you do some doodles. Exactly. And you spend like an hour doing doodles and you go like, oh, this is nice. And then you just take that and put it into your design. Absolutely. That's, that's how it is. Exactly how it works. That's a super cool approach. And I'm sure it's super fun. Exactly. That's, that's the thing, you know, uh, try to make it fun because otherwise, yeah. What, what is life without, without it? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you see where do you see music uh, the creation of music in the in the next years? Also with AI, with with all these tools that are coming, that has everyone scared. Yeah, well, that's a good question. I think those things are gonna help a lot, making the creative process uh, more fluent, because it's gonna help you to not occupy uh, mental energy in mixing so much, for example, mm -hmm. because uh, the, the equalizers that they're already coming out from, for example, there's this company called Sonyball. Mm -hmm. They've released uh, smart smart plugins. They're already called like Smart EQ, Smart Compressor, Smart Gate, Smart Limiter. And um, yeah, they analyze the the waveform or, or the audio of uh, whatever you're trying to process. And they give you a suggestion that you may take or not, that you may modify, of course, as you, as you, as you need, but a suggestion which would work for that specific sound. So instead of you going in and listening, looking for the frequency that's bothering you, listening and spending time, which is also, it's also an amazing process. You know, that's, ah, it's difficult. It's difficult because at the same time, it takes away from the process of creating something that's, uh, that makes you feel that you're more part of the process, you know, it's uh -huh. taking that away from you. But at the same time, those uh, things take away time from being created. So if you don't have the AI helping you out. Yeah. And, and I mean, at the end, you can see the AI as having, you know, someone in your team, like two people, you have your own sound engineers and you tell them, hey, listen, exactly. I am, you know, exploring sounds and music in my head. You mix it. And then when you have something that's good, show it to me. And if I like it, then I'll sign off on it. And if <laughs> exactly. not, I'll just press the button and let you do it all over again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think that's, that's where it's going. Um, I don't think uh, AI will replace us. Uh, as creative uh, beings, I don't think so. But you never know, you know. <laughs> That's it for this episode of the Yummy Factor. If you like the show, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you have questions, you can find the contact information in the description box. The Yummy Factor airs every second Wednesday of the month. 